Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to this special edition emergency podcast episode of the Agree to Disagree show, where we discuss current events, politics, and pop culture and social issues. Um, guys, this episode is brought to you by our main sponsor, CigarNights.com, where all you cigar aficionados could get your cigar accessories, especially with the Christmas uh, with Christmas just around the corner. But I'm not sure if the, you know with delivery dates and all that if we could get there. But we will try for sure. Uh, and as well, audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self development. Sign up now for your free 30 day trial on clicking on the link below in the show notes uh, at audible.com backslash agree to disagree, and you'll get your free 30 day trial and as well a free ebook. So, um, guys, tonight I, I, I needed to do like, I, I called the, this, you know, people were texting me what's going on. Um, first of all, uh, before I get started, I want to say hi, uh, Emily, nice to see you. Thank you. I haven't seen you in a while in the show notes, uh, in the comment notes, um, uh, everyone else watching, I needed, uh, to, you, as you know, you guys have for my followers out there, uh, you guys know that uh, every once in a while I need to. Uh, let off a little bit of steam and uh, I don't I can't I can't do it with a guest so I need to do it by myself so that's why I'm flying solo tonight especially after today with the with the new announcement of and that's where I'm going to start today and again I, I I encourage you all to write in your comments just to say hi your questions your comments about what we're going to be discussing about tonight and this is three stuff that three topics tonight that have been completely driving me crazy and I need to I need to to discuss it okay so um today at six o'clock uh 6 p.m eastern time and just for, because i have viewers from all over the world um we are located in quebec canada and our premier of quebec uh, had a press conference today at 6 p.m because uh, our COVID cases are exploding through the roof um with this new omnicron omni omni whatever prime prime whatever the hell you want to call it variant um and it's it's causing havoc so um he sent in some new restrictions basically right after the 26th that he's limiting to gatherings of six people inside your house and that we're allowed he's leaving it we're allowed up to 10 people for christmas and he's asked us also to limit the kind of parties the type of or the amount of parties that we have so instead of doing two parties for Christmas and New Year's, do one party. And actually got to the point of saying, if you can, cancel it all, you know, cancel it completely. So basically, after close to two years of lockdowns, of curfews, of false promises, of saying, um, you know, get your vaccine, 
we all bent over backwards like a bunch of sheep that we are. And we went to most of us, vast majority of us Quebecers, went and get vaccinated. We vaccinated our children and uh, in the hopes that we wouldn't be back into the scenario where we are today. But unfortunately, I know this is just the first step of more things to come because I know what's going to happen right after Christmas is going to be um, lockdowns, closing everything except non-essential businesses and back to that fucking curfew that absolutely drove me and I don't know how many more millions of Quebecers completely mad last year. So what I want to talk about about this is, you know, he's had two years, almost two years to rectify this issue or at least try to putting winning percentage on his sides. So here is how I see it. Instead of lockdowns and curfews, maybe they should have taken a page from, from a book from other countries and, for example, invested in building COVID hospitals, purchasing ventilators, hire more staff, maybe streamline employees with, with credentials from, from, from other, other provinces or other countries that maybe don't even necessarily speak French. Hey, it's a time of emergency. And speaking of French, maybe if some of that money that he goes towards God knows what, Bill 101 and uh, La Société de Saint-Jean-Baptiste, um, all this is, you know, this is the, it comes down to this just being this just being a smokescreen for a completely pathetic healthcare system that we've had for I don't know how many decades. So here is his excuse, right? Here's his excuse. Guys, as of today, December 22, 2021, we currently have 445 hospitalizations out of a population of 8.465 million people in Quebec. So, once again, I always say this, I'm not a mathematician, but if you take 445 hospitalizations, and apparently these numbers are very worrisome already, that they're, they're bringing us to the brink, to bring us to the brink of a collapse of our healthcare system, okay? 445 cases of hospitalizations out of 8.465 million people, population of, current population of Quebec, equals to... Bear with me. 0.00045. So once again, let me repeat. 0.00005% of the population that is currently being hospitalized in Quebec for COVID-related issues. All I'm saying is, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, guys. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm not saying that this doesn't this doesn't uh, exist. All I'm saying is that if your healthcare system is on the brinks of collapse, when you have 445 hospitalizations in Quebec, what was the problem here? Problem is not COVID. You had two years. Two fucking years to fix your shit up. Two years, right? This is like comparing it to a company that, you know, goes bankrupt or is having financial problems and, and, and they, they could do something to fix their problems, but they don't. They refuse to do it. You know, um, 
but and 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 but then something comes along by saying oh there's a recession and then oh okay let me just build that you know let me let me uh let me blame them doesn't really matter right it's, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't our fault that the healthcare system's gone to shit for the last 50 years in Quebec. Here's a great excuse, guys. We're scot free. We're scot free. I read it's so it's so terrible. It's so horrible our situation that I read today, and this has been going around. They're kicking around. The Quebec government is kicking around the idea of keeping those working that are test uh, nurses that are testing positive for. COVID-19, keeping them in the hospitals working because we're so short-staffed. How pathetic, how pathetic is this? It, it, <laughs> it's, 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 really, it's really unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Um, Nick, thank you so much for the heads up and the, the hands and the, the clapping. And you seem to be pissed off. Uh, Milan, thank you. Hit the nail on the head. And my sister Anna Bombardier, yeah, that's for sure. Yes, the government spending money on Bombardier. Oh, we've been down that road, my sister. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I don't even know what to say about it. So uh, we're gonna wait and see. We're gonna wait and see what what happens in uh, right after Christmas. What other restrictions they have coming for us? And uh, it's coming up in year number two, guys. Happy anniversary, everybody. Two years. Two years that we we bent over. We got it up in the ass. We want to get vaccinated. Uh, and then kept telling us, you're going to get your, your, your freedom. You're going to get your freedom. You're going to be able to go. And here we are, two years later, we're still stuck in the same pile of shit. Still stuck having to be like a bunch of sheep, go get your third dose, go get your this, go get your that. If the first two, the, what, the first two are no longer good? I don't get it. I don't understand. A flu shot even is apparently effective for a year. But now what? This third shot is going to magically make everything better? Once again, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be. I'm just stating real facts here right now. Second thing I wanted to discuss today was was something that's been driving me fucking mad for 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 quite a while okay so it's this it's this um imbalance in sports uh when the for example the it started with the u.s soccer team the women's u.s soccer team saying that they weren't making as much money as the men's national soccer team uh but even more so now in the news we hear a lot more the wnba versus the nba saying that the women are not making enough money uh, compared to their NBA counterparts. Now guys, I'm not going to play I'm not going to play the gender game here because this has nothing to do with gender. And I'm going to straight up being completely honest here. This has nothing to do with gender. This is purely 100% related to economics. Now, let me let me share some numbers with you. Okay. The WNBA generates $60 million in revenue per year. They actually, in parentheses, they actually lose money because it costs them more to operate the league than what they're making. So I believe it costs them in about in the 75 to $80 million just to operate. And they only bring in 60. Once again, I'm not a mathematician. So that is a deficit. Okay, 
So, um, so, so there's this deficit. And by the way, the NBA covers the deficit. Okay. In comparison to the sixty million dollars in revenue, Angelo, I'm going to read your your. I'm going to put your uh, comment right after that. After I finish my thought here, in comparison, the N, uh, the NBA makes eight billion with a B in revenue per year. So they actually subsidize the WNBA uh, with their loss. They pay for the losses of the NBA, uh, WNBA Women's Basketball League. But what really got to me is that um, what really got to me is that you have stories coming out of WNBA players actually shitting on their counterpart, male counterparts on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, stating whatever it is that uh, why is he making as much money or more, 10 times more money than me. Guys, guys, listen to me carefully. It's math. It's economics. It's economics, guys. Eight billion, 60 million. That's all I'm going to say, guys. This has nothing to do with the product. It's what the product could generate in revenue. It's simple. It's very simple, guys. Why is this Why is this still going on? Why is this still a discussion? I see videos on YouTube of people. Let me explain the gender gap. What gender gap? There's no gender gap payment here, guys. It's simple fucking economics. If the NBA is generating $8 billion in revenue, of course they could afford to pay $50 million to, to, to Yanis or $60 million to LeBron. Could you imagine how much that team is making? It's nothing compared to peanuts what this company, uh, this, this team and this player is generating in revenues for the owner. Compared to $60 million on the NDN. WNBA, excuse me. Um, I don't know. I've uh, this 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 argument. It doesn't hold water, guys. It doesn't. But yet, it still keeps coming out, and you still have WNBA players shitting on their counterparts for making money in the NBA. And you know what, guys? I've seen some videos. I'm not a basketball fan, but the product in the N uh, WNBA. I don't know about that. I really don't. I don't know about that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Let me go back to my um, to the first topic we were talking about in terms of COVID instructions. My good friend Angelo, D'Angelo, your points are all valid, but no one talks about how the reason these variants keep emerging is because of greed and not providing vaccines to the marginalized population of the world. There's countries that only have five percent vaccination rate. Also, people who make a living uh, propagating misinformation and scaring people getting vaccinated. Ange, thank you so much. That is so true. I completely forgot about this. But yes, this is another huge problem. And let me explain to you what Angelo meant is that a lot of these companies that are making uh, Moderna, Pfizer, American companies, German companies, um, Johnson & Johnson, uh, whoever's making these vaccines should be mandated by law, international law, or local laws, whatever country that they find themselves in, to make their vaccines accessible at a decent price for third world countries. Because, but but you see, when you look at it, why would they, Hans, right? Why would they do it? Because if they do, 
they're going to make less money. In this case, if they just leave it as is, there's going to be people in third world countries that are going to get sick because of the low vaccination rates. They're going to travel and they're going to get more people sick across the world. And then all these other countries that could afford it, they're going to pay top dollars for these vaccines. Capitalism at its best, right? On va être correct. Ça va bien aller. Guys, nobody cares. Nobody cares, man. It's a capitalistic world that we live in. And these countries that harbor these, these, these companies, like Pfizer, like Moderna, like Johnson & Johnson, that are making these um, AstraZeneca, that are making these vaccines, let me take care of my population, take care of Canada, take care of the countries that could afford it, and the rest, who cares? I'll be just, uh, you know, victims and it's, it was, was COVID-related. We couldn't get to them on time. So, yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, Ange. That was, that's a very good point. And I actually wanted to discuss that and I didn't. So thanks for the heads up on that. I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, another thing, guys, that has been um, just, just driving me absolutely fucking mad fucking mad all right um is is a follow-up on what we call woke watch all right so what's the woke watch what's the new uh the new thing of woke society we have a professor out of old dominion university by the name of Alan Walker, spelled A-L-L-Y-N, <laughs> um, who is aiming to destigmatize pedophilia. He says, the professor, to ditch the term pedophile for minor attracted person. M-A-P for an acronym. Now, before I go into uh, reading a little bit into this story, I'm just going to say something. Um, I'm really growing really fucking sick and tired of everyone trying to normalize this, this everyday sick and degenerative behavior. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sick and tired of it. Uh, this is beyond disgust i don't even know what to say i don't even know what to say so transgender professor alan walker there we go so it's a perfect thing transgender trying to destigmatize uh, pedophilia who teaches sociology and criminal justice as a tenure track assistant professor at old dominion university in virginia uh, wants to destigmatize pedophilia um he made his uh, views known uh, in a book called A Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People and Their Pursuit of Dignity. He made his news uh, views known in an interview uh, with uh, Prostasia Foundation, a child advocacy group promoting child sex doll usage for pedophiles. I need a break. A lot of people, when they hear pedophilia, 
uh, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender, that this isn't true. And it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions towards minors. Um, from my perspective, there is no morality or immorality attached to attraction to anyone because no one control who they're attracted to at all. In other words, it's not who we're attracted to. It's either okay or not okay. It's our behaviors in responding to that attraction that are either okay or not okay. Um, <laughs> according to the Daily Mail, uh, thousands have signed a petition demanding Walker be kicked to the curb, describing their views as gross and weird. Uh, they have uh, He's deleted his Twitter account. The university rejected calls to fire Walker, but cautiously added does not endorse or promote crimes against children. You, you, you could get fired for a lot less, a lot less today, but this university refused to fire him. And I'm pretty sure they're, they're, the reason why they're not going to fire him is because he's a transgender. And then Mr. Walker is going to say, oh, you fired me because I'm a transgender. Because if a straight teacher would have said that, or a biologically man or a biological female professor would have said that, you wouldn't have fired me. <laughs> Mr. Walker, I don't give a fuck what gender you are transgender, non-binary, non-ciscus fucking shit, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. You crossed the line here, buddy. You crossed the line. So, I mean, I, 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 I just find it amazing how there's people today that have the courage to even try to go where this guy's gone. To even try to go there. I'm not saying that, yes, there's pedophiles out there that never act on their, 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 their temptations. Thank God. Okay? Thank God. But what? We're not supposed to call them pedophiles? We're not supposed to call them pedophiles. Is, is that it? We're, not, we're supposed to call them minor attracted? No, we're not normalizing it because it's not normal. That's the whole fucking point to begin with. That's the whole point to begin with. Why would we go there starting off by calling them minor attracted people and try to normalize that then what's next then what's next tell me what's next that it's okay to have sex with children is, is, is that what's next so guys you know it's funny when when we talk about all these things about transgender issues coming to the forefront um, try to normalize pedophilia. There is a, a certain history um, professor that said that at the onset, at, towards the end of the downfall of every great civilization, the Greeks, the Romans, um, that civilization, civilization became um, obsessed with sex and gender roles within their civilization. So, from what I'm gathering here, with what I'm gathering here is is the way we, we, we were talking about transgender issues and making teenagers choose what sex they are, only to regret it after having gender uh, gender operations. Um, trying to normalize pedophilia. Is, is this is the, the end of the world? 
what, what is this the end of the world? There is 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 now we're we're we're, we're fascinated with with gender roles and with sex and why can't we just leave some stuff alone <laughs> seriously why can't we just leave stuff alone if it ain't broke why are you gonna fix it you know my cousin antonio says stay calmo Cugini he says <laughs> try to stay calm Cugino. my buddy joe bentivenia says why do you kill yourself with this it's over Lou. let god sort them out i pray to god joe I pray to God that we did, that God does sort them out. <laughs> My sister Anna says, "It's the apocalypse. Uh, the apocalypse. Yeah, it sure feels like it. It sure feels like." And again, Joe says, "Judgment Day will come." I really hope so, Joe. I really, I just it, because it it by reading things like this that I come across, it it, it kind of brings it to that to the mainstream. And, and, and I'm afraid that one day, guys, why I'm talking about this and why I feel so strong about this is that if you bring a subject, right, because these small little niche groups are so loud, so loud, that if you bring it enough up to the forefront, if you talk about it enough times, people are going to start listening and laws slowly are going to be changed. This is what I'm afraid of. And this is where I hope, I hope to God, I hope to God that I'm wrong. I really am. I pray to God that I'm wrong. But this is where I see it coming. This is where I see it going. I mean, um, and, and, and I hope to God that I'm wrong. I really do, guys. Um, so... Basically, those are the three things I need to get off my chest tonight. It's been a short little short little podcast short little show uh but i didn't need to to get this off off my chest guys thank you so much for watching i really appreciate it uh tune in tomorrow night i'm gonna have a, a great guest um episode 47 coming up with um coach personal coach and the development coach and um and uh keynote speaker and the uh podcast host of your ultimate life uh kaylin Fluggager, uh, excuse me, Fluggager. So he's going to be on the podcast tomorrow night. So uh, tune in tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Thank you so much, everyone who who wrote in today, put in your comments, whoever watched. I truly appreciate it. Have yourself a great evening and um, be safe, be good to each other, and have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.